Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha, Nebraska, and welcoming all of our listeners. Good to be back with you again today. We're so thankful to have the ability, the opportunity, and the means to be able to teach God's Word through the airwaves of radio, but also as we then incorporate these programs into podcasts, we send them all over the world through the medium of the internet. And we're thankful that people want to learn. They want to get into God's word. They want to know what God's will is for our lives. We're thankful to have, again, that opportunity to be with you and teach God's word on such a widespread basis. We want to encourage you, if you're in the Omaha area, to come and be with us in person. Check us out. Get to know us. Let us get to know you at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. 3606 North 108th Street, just north of Maple at the top of the hill on 108th. Our Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study at 6 o'clock. And then in the middle of the week, Wednesday evenings, 6.30, we come back together for another period of Bible study. You're welcome to any and all of our services. We'd, hope, we'd love to, get to see you and, again, get to know you and let, us get to know, uh, let you get to know us. Again, many people from our radio programs, our listeners, have come and checked us out over the years, and many have stayed with us. Maybe you would, too. We also encourage you to tell everybody you can about the program, Search the Scriptures, encourage them to listen, and you and they go to our website, at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. Now, it's free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when a person signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device, whether that's their phone or computer or whatever device they choose, they will automatically receive these radio programs, Search the Scripture, Monday through Friday. It'll be there automatically. So if they can't fit the times when they're broadcast to be able to listen to them in their busy schedule, then they can download them and listen at their convenience. But they'll also receive a whole lot more Bible teaching. A Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a seven-day-a-week short Bible study that we call today's Bible class. Seven days a week, only about 13 minutes long each day. But it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So take advantage of these opportunities to be in God's Word on a regular, ongoing basis and tell everybody you can to do the same. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study. We're talking about what some people might think would be, at least initially, a somewhat odd subject matter to cover in Bible study. But others, they would probably shake their heads and say, boy, we really needed to to get into that. We've got this problem in our country right now. But this particular subject may make some people angry because they're caught up in that lifestyle. We're talking about laziness. Laziness. A lot of people may not think about laziness as being a biblical subject. But as we have seen through the first four sections of this study, it is throughout the Bible. 
incredible number of scriptures that directly address the personal self-destructive lifestyle of laziness, but also labeling it, identifying it as an ungodly lifestyle, a sinful lifestyle. Now, when we left off last time, we had read a text from Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. And again, the book of Proverbs is filled with scriptures that directly condemn laziness. We've looked at, boy, I don't know how many. It's been over and over and over and over and over again, and I'm not exaggerating. You could read it. You, you could list a whole lot of more overs and overs in that list. So I want to read this again. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. We're looking at some other terms or words that are used in the scriptures besides just lazy or laziness. Now, we've looked at a whole lot of scriptures that use those direct words, lazy or laziness. But we also noted one word, slothful, in Proverbs 18 and verse 9. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Slothful is just another word for lazy or laziness. And if you've ever seen a sloth, maybe in a zoo, that animal, he moves so slow that if you don't keep watching, you might miss the movement. This word that's used in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11, is the word sluggard, very similar to the word slothful or sloth. And here in this particular text, a comparison is made between a sluggard or a lazy person, that's what's being talked about, and and, and an industrious ant, that little insect. And so the wise man wrote, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which, having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep? so shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Again, Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 11. Well, the wise man being guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write this particular text, to include it in the book of Proverbs, he talks about that little insect, that tiny ant who is so industrious so industrious, moving, continually working, providing to a lazy person, a sluggard who just does not work because they can't get themselves through their laziness. They can't come out of their laziness. They just fold their hands. They just sleep a little longer, take another nap. Maybe they take several naps during the day, but that all becomes non-productive for them and ultimately self-destructive because they don't do the work they need to do to take care of themselves. And so they need to look to that insect, that tiny little insect, and learn the lesson from the ant. Idle is another synonym for lazy and idleness for laziness. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads to poverty. 
Proverbs 14 and verse 23. Idle chatter leads to poverty. Well, idleness leads to poverty. A lazy person is not going to be prosperous because his laziness keeps him from prospering. A virtuous wife is described as one who does not eat the bread of idleness. Proverbs 31, verse 10, and also verse 27. A virtuous wife. Interesting. Well, what does a virtuous wife do? She takes care of her family however she needs to and has the ability to be able to do, doesn't she? And so you might find, especially if there are young children in the household, probably mama is going to be up before they will, before they get up. And she's probably going to be doing around getting herself ready and then getting breakfast ready. And after the children go to bed at night, she's probably still going to be up and maybe doing some things, washing the dishes, maybe putting in a load of clothes or whatever, but she's going to be taking care of her family in the role of mother and wife, take care of her husband too. Now her husband is going to do what he needs to do. He's going to go out and work a productive job. He's going to labor for a living so he can bring home the income to be able to take care of their physical needs, including food and a place to stay. That's going to be a productive household. That's going to be a household that works for a living and teaches those principles of productivity and working for a living to their children growing up. But the lazy person, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Children born to that family are going to learn to be slothful, to be idle, to become sluggards themselves if they don't shake those images that their parents are portraying before them. Hopefully, prayerfully, they will shake those images and they'll break out of that mold themselves and they'll become productive citizens. But it's going to be tougher for them because of the lessons that they learn in the household that is overseen by lazy mama and daddy. In instructing the church as to how to minister to widows, Paul stated this, and this is interesting. He said, I desire that the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. Well, why? That's 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 14. Now, one reason for this instruction was Paul's assessment that younger widows who stayed single would tend toward idleness. They would tend toward becoming lazy. And so back in verse 13, the previous verse, he says, and besides, they learn to be idle, wandering from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. 1 Timothy 5 and verse 13. Well, you know, what's the old saying? An idle mind is the devil's workshop. It's true. A busy person does not have as much time to be focused on idleness or have an idle mind through which the devil can get in there and start planning all kinds of wrongful thoughts and temptations, ungodly temptations, because the busy person is busy. 
They're focused on doing their work and doing what needs to be done, what, what they need to achieve. But that idle person, they've got a mind that's a whole lot more vacant to the opportunities for the devil to work his way in and plant all kinds of ungodly thoughts in their heads. And one of those is simply they're idle. Well, they get involved in gossip a whole lot. And that causes all kinds of problems, not just for themselves, but other people as well. Idleness leaves a person with a great deal of time in which to get into trouble of various kinds. And so Paul specifically noted in that particular text, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, he noted the greater opportunity for younger widows. But we could expand that to all kinds of people. Anybody who's just living an idle lifestyle, that they have the a greater tendency to become gossips and busybodies, getting into other people's business where they don't need to. When a person is busy being productive, he just doesn't have as much time to become involved in such ungodly activities. The blessing of speech is powerful, both to do good but also evil. Idleness, by its nature, gives great opportunity to the devil to tempt a person to become involved in idle chatter, gossip, tale-bearing, and such. Well, let's talk about tough, tough love. We hear about that in kind of self-help manuals and presentations about sometimes we just need to exhibit tough love with people around us, people we care about, people we love. Talk about parents needing to exhibit tough love, practice tough love with their children with whom they're having real problems in their developmental processes of life. Well, when it comes to laziness, to lazy people around us, ultimately we need to demonstrate and practice tough love. We've emphasized through this particular study that continuing to support a lazy person in his laziness when he will not get out and consistently get a job and take care of himself, then we're just perpetuating his laziness. We're enabling him to continue to be lazy all the time. Love and compassion desire to help the needy person, the needy family member, the needy friend, loved one, to provide for the poor. But there is a difference between a person who is poor due to overwhelming circumstances over which he or she has no control, and in spite of his or her best efforts, a person who simply between that person, they try to do better, they try to get better, but they, some circumstances in their life keep them from being able to do that. Well, that's okay to help that person. We need to help that person. But there's a difference between that scenario and a person who simply settles into a lifestyle of idleness and laziness. The Proverbs repeatedly admonish that the rod of correction is needed to bring an undisciplined person into a proper lifestyle. Proverbs 22, verse 15, chapter 23, verses 13 and 14, chapter 29 and verse 15. Now, sometimes the rod of correction is simply the refusal to continue to support and encourage a person in his self-destructive lifestyle 
of laziness, of idleness, of indolence. At some point, and that point has to be determined on an individual basis, love has to get tough. Has to get tough enough to say, I love you, I care about you too much to help you continue in the self-destructive lifestyle of laziness and idleness that you've taken up, that you've become engulfed in. Tough love. Tough love. Now, when we practice that, we need to get ready to hear all kinds of angry response from the person that we refuse to continue to help and support to be lazy. Because that's liable to happen in a lot of cases. But we ultimately help them most by saying, "Uh uh-uh, I've helped you, but you're not exhibiting the gumption, the self-motivation to get out and help yourself. So I'm not going to enable you to continue in your lifestyle of laziness because that's self-destructive. Laziness also can have a destructive, negative effect upon the church. We've emphasized that when a society, when a nation becomes further and further engulfed in laziness, that that's going to take a self-destructive toll upon that society, upon that culture, upon that nation. And one reason for going through this particular study in this series is because we're seeing that in our nation right now. We're seeing the growth of an entire segment of our nation, of our population, that is just engulfed in outright laziness. And we need to admit that, and we need to correct that, that situation as a nation, as a society, as a culture. Because if we do not, we will naturally become weaker and weaker as a society, as a culture, and as a nation, and become vulnerable to all kinds of problems. And the same can be said of the church. If the church is made up primarily of lazy people, now by, by that I mean they may go to work every day in their, in their secular employment, but they don't want to be involved. They don't want to take up the roles that God has, has, has prepared them to be able to take up as members of his church. They don't want to teach a Bible class. They don't want to be involved in the works and activities of the church. They don't, just don't want to be involved. Maybe they don't even want to be at worship service and Bible classes so that they can grow in their faith productively and consistently as they need to. They, they just don't want to do anything overtly. Now, they'll come and they'll sit on the pews or in the chairs, maybe on a regular basis, maybe once a week or so, maybe 
periodically, every few weeks, but they don't want to have to be responsible to become active in the works and activities of the church. Well, that will become a drain on what could be the potential for that church to do better, to grow, to be stronger, to reach out with the gospel, to lead more souls to salvation through Jesus Christ. The church is the members. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, read that chapter. The church is not a building. The church is not some governmental overseeing setup, not a convention, not a synod, not some corporation that lays down rules. The church is the people. And so whatever the church is supposed to be, whatever the church is supposed to do, that's what the members of the church are supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. The church is not the steeple. It's the people. We'd like to help you grow in your faith and your faithfulness. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the mail. Or you can, again, access tremendous study materials at our website, churchofchrist.com. And it's free. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to pray with you. You can contact us through our website, churchofchrist.com, by clicking on the email link. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. Or if you're in the Omaha area, you can come and visit, worship with us, grow st- uh, uh, study with us, meet us and talk with us personally at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Again, 3606 North 108th Street. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to meet you. We hope that we'll have that opportunity soon. Let's pray. Father, thank you for blessing us so much in so many ways. And you bless us with physical and mental capabilities and opportunities. Thank you, Father. Help us to take advantage of those so that we can live that godly life, that productive life, that spiritual life that governs our physical lives that you want us to. Help us to be productive, to be working people and working Christians and thereby bringing you glory. Help us, Father. Please be merciful and gracious with us. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.